0: Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger.
1: I'm Frank Mills. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you uh, joining us, whether you're watching or listening. Thank you for doing so. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the key factors that affect testosterone levels in men. That's important, so can't wait to dive into that. And also in the second part of our show, we're going to be talking about having some fan questions. We've been talking about it for weeks. Uh, we'll be going through fan questions today, uh, reviewing a lot of them that are on YouTube and other questions we've got either via mail or social media. So, stand by for that. we got a great show for you. And Armin, this is a pretty hot topic here that you picked with key factors yeah. that affect testosterone, uh, especially, you know, guys that, um, let's say, as they're getting older, some yeah. guys, Hey, middle-aged, some guys younger. We, we all have had this affect us yeah. and, uh, finding out these key factors. I'm excited about it. This, what made you decide to talk about it?
0: Well, I, I want to address a couple of things here. I know some of the, the Vince's followers are, they're fairly negative about the utilization of, uh, you know, helping your hormone levels, mm-hmm. but the reality is, you need to be educated about it and understand it and not ignore it because it, it will affect your health long term. Uh, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, people act like if you're on if you take testosterone to help your levels be more optimal, that it's a, uh, it's bad, it's cheating, it's all this, and that's mm-hmm. not really the case. And even Vince you know, they didn't have much knowledge at that time when he was alive, okay, they had a lot I think if Vince would have seen it at this point, he'd be like, yeah, okay, this is something we need to address, because it's not about overloading your system with more testosterone, it's about balancing your system, so I just want to let people be aware of you need to be checking what's going on with your testosterone level because it's critical to how you feel how you're going to act, and also how you age and so, uh, I, I just feel like, you know as we're aging, the you know, levels are going to drop, whether we like it or not, because uh, the same thing happened with me and it happened to everybody else. Right. And so, if they're going to be dropping, you need to have an idea what's what the effects are and how it's going to affect you, um, you know, the most. So that's why I feel like it's pretty important to, and you know, we'll continue to, to address this. There's a lot to know about hormones, but people need to understand this: hormones are the messengers that tell your body how to operate. So you need to know about it. You just don't, Mm -hmm. you know, ignore it and not know anything about it. So, and in my opinion, okay. And if you disagree, that's fine, but uh, I know better. So, (laughs) Well, you know,
1: and I I think too, with what we see in advertising in the media about low testosterone or other areas that affect it, let's just say that, um, you know, there's a ton of focus on it right now. From supplementation to products to how to get products, Uh, it's all over the place. So obviously, Mm -hmm. it's a hot topic and there is an issue there. So let's start with that. Armin, what happens when your testosterone levels get low?
0: Well, there's there's certain symptoms that are going to occur, but what happens when they start getting low and you may not be noticing it because it's very subtle. I mean, you lose 2% a year starting at the age of 25. So if in a perfect world, you did everything correctly, at the age of 45, you're still down 40%.
1: So you're not going to really
0: notice this over a period of time, okay? But when it does start to get lower, you know, the studies are showing that it's strongly associated with metabolic disease, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, okay? Because this is basically speeding up the aging process. And the more you speed up the aging process, these diseases are going to be more involved because that's just right. a part of it. And so, you know, and a lot of this mortality, these mortality issues can be avoided by knowing that you can do something about it. And so uh, that's kind of what people need to kind of keep an eye on and, and to learn more about it. That's the thing. Just learn more about it. Absolutely.
1: You know, I'm sitting here, I'm actually doing it in the math. I'm like, so I'm negative 23. no. no, no. <laughs> So, there you go, yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, it is important. And I'm I'm really glad that we are talking about this because I want to learn more about it as well. So when it comes to these key factors that you're talking about, where do we start with that?
0: All right, so one of the key hormones that could be easily checked to see how you're doing is DHEA, which stands for dehydroepiandrosterone, And these names are, you know, this is what it is okay whether it's being spilled not spelled, or pronounced correctly and all that you know, just kind of bear with me but um it is produced from cholesterol and then follows one of two pathways it can be involved in helping to with the it's there's two different enzymatic conversion processes one can yield either estrogen and the other can yield testosterone but okay. it, it comes off your adrenal glands is where it comes from so with, with that being said, I mean DHEA is is not gonna if it's low, you can improve it with over-the-counter DHEA supplement. The thing okay. is, I see so many guys with this just weighing it and just start take start taking DHEA. What is 25 right. milligrams, 50 milligrams, 100 milligrams? They're just winging it and they don't even know where they are. Or just take it without even checking to see if you're hmm. low. So that's not what you want to do. You want to get it checked, and then you need to talk to a, a, a good professional about how to dose it because if you take too much of dhea trying to correct it i'm just making this i'm just bringing this up right you're going to cause your body to make less of it so that's not really helping you you just want to take enough to keep it at the optimal range okay Mm and so even though it cannot restore your testosterone to where it needs to be um it it still is going to help as part of your overall endocrine system to get things to work right okay Mm -hmm. so The range for DHEA, and it depends on what lab work you haven't done, is 48.9 to 344.2, being technical, uh, uh, micrograms per deciliter is one of the measurement systems. Okay. So if if you get your DHEA checked and then you're using the same system here, then you want to be close to the 280-300 mark because you're getting a lot of uh, the response that your body, you're getting what you need, your body needs to keep making testosterone. And it does, it is involved with some estrogen and you need estrogen. Uh, again, not a lot, but you need some to make mm-hmm. things work. Okay. Gotcha. So what you want to do is if you have it checked, you want to make sure you're staying more in the higher range, which is a more optimal level. So, hmm. but that's something you need to check. It's a factor. And if it's low, it's easy, to, it's easy to fix, but just don't go weighing it either on, on that natural <laughs>
1: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Now, you did say factor. so what exactly uh, is another factor that is out
0: there? All right, so again, as we age, we have other things going on with our endocrine system, uh, especially with testosterone, and mm-hmm. one of those is going to be what's called aromatase. Okay, and what is that? <laughs> <All> <laughs> Sounds right, like so... something
1: that you smell and taste is what it sounded like to me. <laughs>
0: All right. So aromatase is another important factor. It it actually affects your testosterone levels. Okay. And the ratio between testosterone and estrogen. Okay. Since it's an enzyme. Okay. This enzyme converts testosterone to estrogen. So that doesn't sound too good, right? Uh, But it does start doing that as we age. Okay. Which is going to further deplete your testosterone levels and also going to increase your estrogen levels. So. That is not what you want to have long term because elevated estrogen leads to other health issues. Okay, we want to keep estrogen in check. So mm-hmm. elevated estrogen can make you uh, look softer, uh, more puffier. Uh, it also can it leads to uh, heart disease earlier. So and it also affects your sex drive if it gets too high. And it could even give you what's called uh, gynecomastia, or other known as bid stitch, because you have so mm-hmm. much in your system. And that requires surgery to get rid of, but can still come back. So that's why you want to kind of know hey, is my estrogen level too high? And then what can I do to bring it back into optimal range? And there's gotcha. just certain supplements you there's supplements you can use that are not expensive to get it where it needs to be. So you can manage it and the affect that the enzyme as much as possible. So you just don't want to ignore it. Again, you you want to know, okay, how am I doing?
1: right right all right so you brought up those things are there other things as well i mean uh so what else could happen
0: all right well what we're seeing now in this world is obesity yeah bad bad yeah (laughs) bad yeah i mean
1: no offense but we went to a theme park not too long ago and wow oh my gosh uh I I didn't realize how bad, but Armin, I'm curious, how does that affect it?
0: All right. So in general, obesity is not good for anything, I mean, in my opinion. So I don't think people enjoy having it. I don't think think people like the look of it. But if you take and you start getting excess body fat and that usually what comes with that is what's called hyperinsulinemia, which basically means high levels of insulin. Okay. What happens here is this starts to suppress What's called your luteinizing hormone, which is responsible to make the t- for the testicles to make more testosterone, and so that can significantly reduce your circulating testosterone. Uh, and typically, what they're seeing is guys under forty now are having all kinds of problems with testosterone levels, not even being in good range at all. And now, and what happens is, is your testosterone gets lower, you start adding on more body fat, and that's really Something that you're you're like, okay, what's going on here? So, this could be one of those unexplained reasons. You know, you're doing everything the same, you're sleeping, you're eating, all of a sudden, you get, you start getting unexplained body fat. This is one of those things that can help with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And people have no idea that that's happening. And it's also correlated with, again, like we talked about earlier, increased aromatase levels. So, there's enzymes going around stealing your testosterone. So, you're not getting what you need. And again, these things are kind of subtle. And all of a sudden, over a period of time, they're not subtle. It's like, wow, I don't feel the same. My sex drive is really dropping. I don't know why. Uh, I'm having brain fog. Uh, I just don't have the stamina I used to have. And these are just different side effects of it. Right, right. So those are things you want to kind of keep an eye on. But what ends up happening is, you know, by staying overweight and having excess body fat, you're going to be in a vicious cycle of low testosterone, increased Obesity chances, mm-hmm. or if you're already there, and so the more body fat, the more aromatase activity, because estrogen gets stored in body fat, and so that's not helping you because it's 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 getting you're getting more and more of it. So uh, that's the vicious the cycle we're talking about. So you need to keep yourself lean so that you reduce aromatase activity. You need to have to keep that lean muscle tissue up, which also keeps your metabolism working well. And I don't think a lot of guys are aware of this. And that's why I'm bringing it up uh, because it's really important if you want to keep that long-term and long-term good-looking health and feeling, but also slow down the aging process.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that all definitely sounds pretty bad. I mean, um, (laughs) and and I mean, all of those are not good things, but I'm afraid to ask, is there more? Uh, Gosh, (laughs) gosh, gosh, I mean, there's got to be. I'm sure there's more. So what else do you got for us, Armin?
0: Well, uh, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts to all this. So Mm -hmm. what I'm doing is giving you some things you can have checked if you get your doctor to do it. Um, Because if you can, you need to to be your own advocate. You just Mm -hmm. cannot depend on the medical community to help solve these issues for you because they're not doing it. I mean, I had to learn this the hard way. So um, and that's why I'm bringing it up. So, yeah, another thing that can come up is what's called sex binding, uh, sex hormone binding globulins.
1: Okay, so how does that work?
0: (laughs) All right, so most testosterone circulating in in your bloodstream, made from the testicles, okay, it's going to be bound either to the sex hormone binding globulins, typically 60%, and then the other part is going to be to albumin, which is generally about 38%, so this is going to leave you about two percent that's unbound or free. Okay. So the okay. free testosterone, what's important because that's what your body uses day to day. So okay. one one way to understand your free level is to take your total testosterone times two uh, percent, and that gives you an optimal range to have your free testosterone should be at. And if it's way below that, then you know there's a problem going on here. Okay. So. As testosterone binds more tightly with sex hormone binding globulins than albumin, because it's more attracted to it, that's going to cause you to have less, more free, what's called bioavailable testosterone to utilize to carry out the actions of the of the hormone. So that's why that's a problem, and I've had to deal with this myself. Okay, and it it increases over time, whether you like it or not. So as men are aging, you're going to it's going to again with the increase in aromatase activity. And elevation, elevation in this, you're minimizing how much testosterone is actually usable to do your do what you normally would do, and hmm. so this will lead to decreased sex drive, and you know not feeling good about yourself, depression. You're going to start seeing these symptoms, and you don't understand why. Well, if you get these things checked, it's going to help explain a lot of that. Okay, and there's things you can do to get on the offensive mm-hmm. to get them back into optimal range. All right, but. You know, with that being said, the next result was going to be an increased ratio of estrogen to testosterone Mm -hmm. and then a decrease in total and free testosterone levels, which is a double whammy. Okay, so now your body's making less total testosterone and you have less free going. you know, the chaos is just just getting started. So, but knowing that you can actually fix these things is another thing I'm trying to bring to people's attention. Okay, but you Mm -hmm. need to have the right medical professionals to guide you on this. Do not go to a doctor. They're not right, trained on it. Right. Your, your regular doctor is not trained on it. Now, if your regular doctor thinks he knows something about it, that's fine. Then ask him about this, but make sure you need to be your own advocate and ask the questions because a lot of them, mm-hmm. they, they're kind of bluffing their way through it. Unfortunately, I've seen that happening. So you need to be on your game and drill down on it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, a lot of that is great information, but boy, that's a lot of stuff that can go wrong for this, uh, I'm almost afraid to ask, but is there anything else?
0: Okay, so another thing that's going to affect people is liver function. You know, people just don't think about that.
1: Yeah, well, it's something that we've kind of talked about before because we have talked about the supplementation with beef liver. You know, we've talked about how important it is to keep your liver healthy. But with the liver function, how does that affect
0: it? All right. So the reason I'm bringing up liver function is because if you're on a lot of medications or taking a lot of uh, like ibuprofen or acetamine, you know, Tylenol and different things for pain relief or injury relief, things like that, or you're taking statin drugs, these things are all have an effect on your liver. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it puts a toxic effect to it. So over time, so it's not helping your liver, uh, but the liver is responsible removing any excess estrogen and sex hormone binding globulins and any decrease in his liver function due to being strained with other things is just going to make it worse on how these hormones are being excreted and gotten rid of
1: mm-hmm. so that's
0: going to compromise again your healthy testosterone levels so you want your liver to be functioning at a very high level okay to, to get rid of these things and if you don't understand that you, you want to know about it okay how, how is your liver function? Mm-hmm. And this is why alcohol is also a problem. If you're the person that's you know every night partying and having alcohol all the time, <clears throat> you'll get away with that for a while. But over time it starts taking its toll again because when you drink alcohol, it's a toxin. And so your body has to get rid of this toxin. And the only thing that's going to do that is the liver.
1: Mm-hmm. So the
0: more you're putting the strain on the liver with this toxin. That's how it's going to affect your testosterone. So over time, it's going to start lowering your testosterone levels because it's so busy getting rid of that versus dealing with the other. And again, these things all add up over a period of time. They're not going to Mm -hmm. happen quickly. It's over a period of time, and that's why it hits you all at once, so to speak. So you want to have a healthy functioning liver as much as as possible.
1: Absolutely, 100%. Wow. So we're running out of time, Armin. Uh, How can we wrap this up? And finalize this segment. Boy, this has been a tough one for everybody, including me. Well,
0: well it's it's a reality check, I think, for yep. a lot of people in the sense that they 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 don't understand, they don't even know how to check, and then they're not even sure how to approach it. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to give them some insight to to again learn more about it. Okay. But um, you know, as you can tell, getting your levels checked, especially these things I've just mentioned, can get you help you get a jump on where things are. And then doing some things that put them back into optimal range, which keeps your health strong, keeps your vitality up, keeps your strength, and your energy. All these are great things that can happen as long as you know how to get them back in optimal range. You need the right medical professional for that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: at the end of the day, you know, the lifestyle factors, like anything, are going to affect um, these levels. Okay, so, you know, if you're eating a lot of sugar and carbs, alcohol consumption's high. You got a lot of stress if you're taking uh, prescription drugs and you don't get any exercise you know and with that it needs it really needs to be weight training and then put some lack of sleep with that that's an absolute recipe for disaster and that's going to give you low hormone levels and you see a lot of that going on and that's kind of what's promoted in society is having, fun, yeah. having fun having fun having fun i'm all about having fun just understand this is the trade-off you're given if you continue that lifestyle a strategy, so to speak, or without addressing it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Armin, great information. Uh, Hopefully it helps everybody out there who's watching or listening to the show. Um, And, and, you know, I'm sure this is another subject that we'll continue to touch on as we continue the shows, but uh, a lot of great information, very important information to get your testosterone levels checked.
0: Yeah, and the other hormones that go with it, Yep. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. All right, that's it for this segment. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition, and Arm and I will be right back. Check out nspnutrition.com. NSP Nutrition produces the highest quality naturally sourced supplements on the planet. NSP Nutrition has the products to help you achieve any of your fitness goals guaranteed. NSP Nutrition, high quality, all natural.
0: Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger.
1: I'm Frank Mills, and we, again, appreciate you watching or listening to the show. Before we get started into fan questions, which is, we've we got a load of them here for you, Armin. Um, I just wanted to bring up the subject of, and talking about beef liver. You know, we just did an incredible segment, and Armin, you gave a lot of information. But NSP Nutrition's Beef Liver is such a high quality product, and I know me yeah. taking it myself, it has been life changing. It has made me feel yeah. totally different. Um, what about you? Well,
0: I've been on it for a long time, as you know, and you know when I was just glad I'd come back learn more about it. Uh, I mean, it just made such a difference for me training wise, energy wise, and then you know it helps to detox your liver. that's that's all good stuff because you, know, you want that that organ to be functioning at a high level. So, absolutely. I've, I've, I've been a big fan of it. Um, for, again, I didn't do anything with it for quite a long time uh, because I, I didn't realize it was even available. Because the beef liver I had tried in the past was these different tablets and these mm-hmm. other concoctions. And they, they either upset my stomach, well, basically, most of them just upset my stomach. And I couldn't even finish the bottle. But when I found these, I was a little skeptical. I bought them. And they don't—they don't upset my stomach at all, and they break down well. So uh, I just think this has been the best product, and I've tried like five different brands, and there's no way I'm trying anything else. You know, I'm sticking with these. So that's just from my personal point of view.
1: Yeah, an amazing product, and I highly recommend as Armin does. Log into NSP Nutrition, try it. I yeah. mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? Yeah. Naturally sourced product, NSP—that's what it stands for, and they're it's, beef it's and real food, sec- yeah.
0: Yeah, it's real food. Yeah. So, if you don't and like the quality liver, to meat, second
1: to none, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, I don't think anybody really likes eating liver, and if you do, I apologize. But yeah, not, not, not no I meat, no. So, all right. So let's get into the second part of our show, fan questions. Uh, we're right. pretty excited about this because this gives us a chance to acknowledge people who've been following the show. Since the beginning, hey, if you just started last week, whatever, this is your time to ask questions, talk about a topic, whatever. Um, The first guy, uh, let's bring up Juan Soto. Now, Juan watched our episode, Armin, on Mixed Nuts. We were talking about the Mixed Nuts. And you said everything but the peanut. And what's funny is the other night I was watching some show, you know, one of those documentary things. Yeah. And they're pulling the peanuts up in the roots, right? Yeah. And it just, it shocked me right back to the show. Like Armin said, right? Th- this is how you get peanuts. But Juan wants to know, Armin, why not peanuts? Because he likes peanuts. So fill them in.
0: Well, again, you can have peanuts, but the point of the matter is, is I don't recommend using them as a regular food source. Like you're going to yeah. see so many people say, Oh well, just have peanut butter or have some nut peanuts, and just use that for your protein. Great source of protein. Oh, that's a load of doo doo on that. Okay, it's not right. a great source of protein. It's it's less efficient than soy protein. Right. So right. don't kid yourself. Now it does have some fiber in it, but again, right. What happens with peanuts is they're high in omega six and omega nine oils, and those are high high inflammation type of oils that your body your body makes enough of it anyway. So you keep adding more to it. It's not helping you. So if it's not going to help you, why eat it? Okay, right, And, and what, right. what does happen, and I've had this happen with a lot of clients, is they do a lot of peanut consumption and they start having joint problems because the omega-6 and omega-9 oils are starting to inflame the joints. So that's, that's just my take on it. So that's why I don't recommend it. And it's just, you know, why eat it if it's not going to do something for you beneficial? Um, now, it doesn't mean you can't have one every now and then. You might have a Reese's cup, celebrate something. Okay, mm-hmm. no problem. But I'm just saying don't use that as a regular food source because you believe it's good for you. Okay. That's, that's, right. that's my take on it.
1: And there's so many other options now too. Yeah. If you like peanut butter, you can get almond butter or cashew butter or whatever kind of butter you want. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with nuts. I mean, there's a lot of mixed nuts out there that are, yeah, a, are a lot better for you. for you. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, all right. All right. Armin, uh, we got some feedback from one of the shows too. Uh, yeah. and, and it may be one of your videos, actually, because you do a lot of the training videos. There's a lot of content, both on your YouTube site, as well as NSPs of yeah. you going out there and showing the exercises, working out. But Mr. Cobb Diesel here, uh, he said, Armin, great video. Uh, yeah. He said, I, I have trained my back incorrectly for years, but once I figured out how to use different combos... My back exploded. So thank you. Okay. Uh, so some great feedback. Thank you, Cobb Diesel. You know, yeah. Armin, uh, it shows all those videos you make. Uh, somebody is watching them, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you you kind of check it from that every now and then. But right. yeah, I've got a couple of views on them so far, yeah.
1: Right, right. Well, we just wanted to acknowledge and say thank you. And that's the point of the show and all why right. we wanted to do the segment uh next up dave bennett now okay. dave bennett he says thank you for the content Armin." he says he, he has a question though for you on giant sets he uh, says for example when you're working on your biceps would you do one giant set more than one giant set what would you do and he says thank hmm. you for your response well
0: that's an excellent question and uh, i really love giant sets uh I mean, it's a kind of a game changer for to me because it's the problem is being able to do them in the right environment. But mm-hmm. when you're doing them, uh, I just think they're so effective because you're hitting the muscle and you're exhausting that muscle, and it's a lot of intensity. So, depending on how many exercises you do, is going to be the the, the the big differential on how many rounds of a giant set you would do. Right. So for right. me, I typically do four exercises, because the gym I'm in, I can't, if I try to do more than that, then I could run into a problem, somebody jumping on the equipment, and the, when I had my gym, I would do eight different exercises, okay, Uh, which would really change it up, Mm -hmm. now, for biceps, you know, four is pretty good, Um, and the same thing with triceps, so I like to do four exercises, and I'm going to hit them as hard as I can. I'm going to rest about 45 seconds to a minute after hitting all four exercises and then go again. So I may do two to three rounds depending on how exhausted I am after they're done. So that's a personal preference. That's something you have to kind of play with. I wouldn't recommend you doing two and three rounds of a giant set until you see how your soreness level is because you will, you get really sore from this because you're breaking down a lot of muscle. Mm-hmm. So one other thing I would like to say is when you're like for biceps, when you're structuring a giant set, my strategy on that is I start with a, you know, a compound movement, like a drag curl or incline dumbbell curl or something that's really focused on the bicep. And then I go to either a hammer, a dumbbell hammer, or a rope hammer curl with a different part of the bicep because the whole bicep's already fatigued. So I'm going to work on the practice muscle and the forearm muscle with the hammer movement. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I'll go to the preacher curl movement. So that can be cable. It can be a machine. It could be dumbbells or a barbell because I'm going to affect the other part of the bicep. we are focusing on the peak Mm -hmm. and I'll do that to failure. And then I go to, so in this case, I'm going to go to curl bar, easy curl bar, and then I'll finish up with that. So I'll have those four exercises in that combination because I'm hitting the muscles from different angles. Uh, even though they're fatigued so this allows those other angles to activate other tissue this is my strategy on it i'm sure some exercise science people say oh that's bs and this and that Mm -hmm. which you know whatever it is what it is but it works okay for me anyways and my Mm -hmm. clients they all they they like it when they can do it so it's kind of a long-winded response but that's how i approach giant sets and that's how i do it for biceps and hopefully that gets them a a good uh, a good understanding of how to approach it
1: Well, and and this is again, why we wanted to do this segment, because, you know, when Dave asked that question on YouTube, you've got to type in a response and, and, you know, you have time, you're only limited to so much. This gave you an opportunity to really elaborate and help Dave out. So I'm sure he appreciates it. And we appreciate the question, Dave. So thank you so much. Um, Armin, I have a neighbor that asked me a question. Okay. he watches the show uh michael Good. michael that uh, i i'm not sure of his last name michael you know you're my neighbor um you know he's tried different nutrition programs diets as yeah. many of us has oh, yeah. he sure doesn't has. understand why everything that he tries he he doesn't get the gain or the weight loss that he wants and he said, you know, my actual belly fat, my love handles, why is it so hard to lose there compared to just lose body weight? And that was his question.
0: Well, that's, that's, that's a fair question. And I think a lot of people are struggling with that. And here's my response to it is, you know, you're, everybody's body has different places. It's going to accumulate the body fat.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: some people are more prone to the belly. Some more prone to the what, what we call the love handles. And if you keep getting heavier, you're going to get it all, all the way around the right. waistline. Right. So what this is, this is an overaccumulation of too many carbohydrates in most cases. Now, people say, well, no, it's all about calories. It's like, well, calories are a factor. But really, the reality is, is, if you keep eating too many carbohydrates, your insulin stays up and insulin is a fat storage hormone. That fat storage hormone is going to take the excess carbs and push it right to the fat cells. Mm -hmm. and because your insulin's elevated you don't burn any fat so Mm -hmm. you just keep accumulating this even though you may go exercise okay and then all of a sudden you're you're working your butt off as far as you're concerned but then you get done exercising you go have some more carbohydrates and your insulin stays elevated you don't burn any fat so all you're really burning is your carbohydrates you know people say well you know cardio burns fat it doesn't burn any fat until you're Insulin level drops down. So right, what you will be burning right. is carbohydrates, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, exercise people that want to you know jump on that. That's fine. I don't care because this this is a this is also science as well. So if you keep eating too many carbohydrates, you're going to be on the struggle bus for eternity, in my opinion, based on working with a lot of people because your insulin's too elevated. You don't burn any fat. So mm-hmm. the first step is to start relooking at how you take your carbohydrates in, and I would cut them back. And then, and then work on your protein and fats, and then get that insulin level down. I mean, I can't go into all the ways to fix it. This conversation, I'm just giving you the key problem here. In most cases, is this too many carbohydrates?
1: Well, a lot of great questions today, and a lot of great information, Armin. uh, Appreciate the responses. And hey, Armin's not prepped for these. I'm just asking him, and he's firing away. So (laughs) he's got the knowledge and. Uh, you know, if you want your question on the show, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, you have more than one question. There's multiple ways to contact us. First yeah. way, scan those QR codes and you can email mm-hmm. or text us. You can also comment on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to the show or you just don't have access or time for all those or you have too much content, you have a paragraph or two. You can email us at support at nspnutrition.com. And, you know, Armin, we want this info to keep coming because this is now yeah. a new part of the show, a new segment. And I think we're liking this, don't you?
0: Well, you know, we like it, but it's a matter if they like it. And I, I think it should be more helpful for them because then people that are kind of wondering things, you know, now they got another way to get a, an answer. Now, i got to tell you, I'm absolutely correct and everything. I'm giving you my viewpoints and I'm you right. work for me and my clients. But I'm giving you the best I have, so we're trying to make sure you're getting the right answers. And If I don't have the answer, well, we'll, we'll let you know, and we'll come back with some more research.
1: <laughs> well, it also gives you the opportunity and the time to really elaborate and answer their question much yeah. better than you could in an email or on YouTube, and that's why yeah. we wanted to do that. So thank you for that. You know, Armin, thank you for your expertise and your time today. Great show. And, uh, you know, we look forward to doing it again next week, right? Absolutely. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for watching or listening. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.